everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in. This is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or other healthcare provider, and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinaha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome to episode number 29 of the Group Practice Accelerator podcast, one that we are titling, What is Strategic Consulting? It's a question we get all too often, and DeWalker and I are going to try to define it for you. That's right. I'm bringing the little man behind the big microphone once again today, and he and I are going to dig deep into how we work with clients, what we do, and how you want to think about consulting relationships if you're interested in building a business. It's all on today's show. So get your pad and pen ready to take some notes, and of course, brew a cup of that wonderful Mila coffee. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is off and running. Once again, thanks to everybody for joining us on the podcast today. I am Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. As I teased in the introduction, I'm joined today once again by my partner, DeWalker Sinha. DeWalker, you want to say hello to everybody? Uh, yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for being back. For the amount we're paying this audience and the amount that they uh, that they pay to subscribe to this podcast, I'm so glad they keep showing up. So I also mentioned in the introduction that we're going to talk today about um, a concept uh, that we call strategic consulting. And consultants are, um, there's let's just say that there's a big basket of consultants out there. We think about consulting services and the way we approach working with clients, I would think differently than a lot do. And I think it's um, gonna be fun to kind of delve into the way that we work with clients, what all we do. And when DeWalker and I say the the term uh, strategic consulting, exactly what we mean. So hopefully this will give the audience a greater clarity into the way they should thinking about be, be thinking about not only their business currently, but working with an advisor in a relationship to uh, to potentially grow that business. So, DeWalker, I'm going to let you take this one from the top, and maybe let's just start out today's discussion in terms of strategic consulting and slice and dice it for the audience. You know, let's talk about what it is, and maybe more importantly, what it's not. You want to take the first shot at this one? Sure. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so when we look at strategic consulting, or you know, when any of our audience members are thinking about bringing on an advisor or a consultant, um, there's different uh, tiers of advisory you may be looking for. Um, and for us, strategic consulting is more executive coaching. So it's working with the entrepreneur doctor or the doctor uh, and, you know, and his other principals in a partnership to help strategize for the business, think long-term, uh, help them think through key takedowns on, uh, on a uh, annual basis or quarterly basis. And really our, our strategic consulting program is about 12 to 18 months. Uh, some go along on that, some are short on that based on the, uh, the, uh, you know, the ask from the client's lens. But let me tell you what's, what might be easier to tell you what we're not. Uh, what we're not is into operational consulting or scheduling consulting, things like that. You know, we are 
you know, not trying to get into clinical diagnosis. And I think the, 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 the best I know about clinical diagnosis is I think of the six millimeter pocket uh, might be an SRP. And I say might, I'm not even sure hundred percent about that. And um, so we're not trying to get into uh, any of those aspects of clinical. Now we might be able to help uh, advise a client when one office or one provider is not having good production or we have good vacancy and help them think through the strategy side of it. Um, but we're really here to work with the principal doctor to kind of think about their business plan, think about their vision you know, they might be at two locations, they might be at 10 locations. And the ask might be, hey, you know, we're at 10 locations trying to get the 25 over the next three to five years. What's the A to Z process going to look like? And can you help us do it? Um, and that's really where we come in on an advisory basis and kind of help them think through high level. Uh, if they're looking to onboard C-level suites, you know, what does that look like? What are the responsibilities? Um, uh, again, help them uh, strategize big picture. Yeah, you know, I think that um, one of the understandable uh, points of confusion, if you will, in the marketplace when when somebody asks me, well, you know, Perrin, tell me a little bit about your consulting program. They're coming at it from a lens of probably having worked with a dental practice management consultant at some point in the past. And there are a lot of them, you know, I mean, there some of them are local, some of them are national, some of them are franchise, some are um, you know, single proprietor owned, um, they vary dramatically, but there are a lot of them. And, and I would say, I've never really studied this, but I would, my gut would tell me that, you know, the vast majority of our audience has probably worked with a dental practice management consultant at some point in their past. And, and for those dental practice management consultants that are very good, they do tend to focus on things like scheduling efficiencies and case acceptance rates and hygiene retention and that kind of stuff at that operational level that you mentioned to Walker. And, you know, that is not us. We are, we are not um, at that level of the organization. People transition away from that solo practice and that solo practice mentality into a group practice that's based around growth and trajectory and, and occasionally a, a potential exit or capital event. And that's a completely different type of a business than a, a, than a solo practice is. And what makes uh, a group practice successful in their ability to execute a growth strategy, integrating practices that they've acquired, uh, maximizing utilization rates, becoming more of a leader and a CEO from a founder context than just the the largest clinical producer in the business. All of that type of transition um, has has a lot to it. And those are the types of entrepreneurs that we like to work with um, and that we focus on in terms of helping them grow their enterprise, um, execute on their strategy. That's why we call it strategic consulting and not operational consulting. Um, and, and I think there's a, a dramatic departure when people start to work with us and they come in to the relationship with, um, you know, maybe some uh, predefined expectations based on the way a prior consultant might have worked with them and, and then realize that what we do is dramatically different than anything they've ever um, been part of before. And that can make it really, really rewarding for both sides as well. So, you know, as, as we kind of define how we think about the concept of strategic consulting and differentiate it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, who we work with and, and who should maybe consider 
um, uh, contacting us if they're interested in building a group or if they're having challenges in the group that they're currently operating. Do you want to maybe take that one and run with it? And I'll chime in as well. Uh, sure. Yes, I think uh, so in, initially when we hear um, uh, emails or calls to us about, hey, tell us what you do or you know, should we engage Polaris for you know strategic consulting? I think the key question we try to ask our clients is, our prospective clients is, you know, where are you today and where are you trying to go? So they might be at two, four, five locations. They might be at 10 or 15 locations. And the typical client that will engage us either has some kind of a, an efficiency issue. So their EBITDA might be sub 15%, trying to think, okay, we're at two, we're at 10 locations. You know, we're running around a sub 15% EBITDA. You know, what are the things we need to be considering to get to that 20% EBITDA or 18% or specialty might be even higher. Um, so one might be efficiency related. More, more often than not, I think it's more about growth related. So if you know, somebody has that two locations or 10 locations, and they've you know, put a, a you know, three-year, five-year plan out there that says, okay, we're going to double or triple our business um, in revenue, number of locations, providers, all of the above, you know, not just one, one out of the, the examples I've used, then they might engage you know, Polaris to say, okay, we're at three locations. We're trying to get to six or seven in the next three to five years. Here's our de novo plan. Here's our acquisition plan. Or should we be doing de novos? Or should we be doing acquisitions? So, you know, those are the questions that we really get excited about because now we get to work with the principal to help them identify their vision. Some people don't have vision; they come to us and kind of lay out why they're building uh, and what they're building. And I think that's really exciting for us. Um, you know, if somebody is, you know, is at two or three locations and they're thinking of doing one location every year or two years, we're not sure if this is what they want to be building. Um, then I would encourage our discovery day. You know, and I think that's a great um, uh, 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 process to come through, spend a day with us, you know, help us do a high level understanding or diagnosis of where you are today, what you're thinking about, and kind of give you some options to think about as far as where you want to go over the next two years or five years. And, you know, more often than not, you know, 30 to 50% of our clients that come through our discovery day they're actually really good at their two locations or five locations. They're not in a growth mode. They just want to focus on what they have and, and they like the work-life balance. And those are really great things. The other probably 50% are going to be around a, you know, one location every, you know, six months to uh, nine months, really closer to two. And the last 20 or 30%, again, roundabout numbers are going to be people that are coming to us and say, okay, I want to do two to three minimum per year. And if you can show me a process, work with my leadership team to, to execute in the strategy. We have an M&A pipeline. We have a de novo pipeline. I just need somebody to kind of hold my hand through the process for the next 24 months. That's, I think, where we really start to excel you know, for those clients you know, that are in a very aggressive growth mode. Yeah, I think um, suffice to say, we're, we're data-driven and, and execution-oriented. Um, and when people... Uh, first start working with us, that again is a significant departure from probably what they've seen in the past. Um, but a lot of the financial modeling we do adds a lot of teeth to the guidance that we give. We're very thorough. And, and the other thing about it is that I, I describe our consulting services as being white glove. And what I mean by that is that we don't really take a, a formulaic approach at all to things. Um, there are certain things that we do. There are certain, there are you know very grounded ways that we look at business and concepts and everything. But 
uh, every engagement we have is unique to the needs and the desires of the client. Uh, there are a lot of consulting, uh, a lot of consultants and a lot of consulting companies, not just in dental, but all over the, the economy that have what I would call a formulaic approach. It's sort of paint by numbers. It's a cookbook type of an approach that says, okay, in, in month one, we're going to do this. In month two, we're going to do this. Month three, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that type of a process is um, uh, sometimes... Um, you know, reinforcing to prospective clients because they can see a pathway to it. But ours is, in our world at least, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And and while there are some similarities in working with uh, different entrepreneurs all over the United States, um, I would say that each engagement we have is fairly unique in terms of what that person or that leadership team, that founder's team, is really wanting to achieve. And I think working with us, they they really start to understand that we start to tailor solutions to what they're looking to do. And that's the essence of consulting. It's different from coaching. Coaching is, is really just providing a framework and, and allowing people to kind of find their way through it. We do a little bit of that for sure. But the vast majority of what we do is true business-to-business consulting, and, and that's different than a, a true coaching endeavor. We are providing actionable recommendations based on what the client uh, has expressed to us that they're uh, aspiring to build and the outcome they want to create. Um, and we are giving specific recommendations that are tailored to their unique situation. And I think that type of a white glove approach um, really uh, makes us a, a bit more unique, certainly in our marketplace, but even when you compare it against other, um, you know, other different business verticals out there for sure. Um, so that being said, Walker, why don't we talk a little bit about um, actually how, you know, we've talked about what strategic consulting is and isn't. We talk about who we work with and, and sort of teeing up that entrepreneur. And let's talk a little bit about how we work with clients and sort of our, our process loosely defined. Do you want to take the first cut at that one? And then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll chime in as well. Sure. Yeah. So I think there's you know, multiple entry points uh, where somebody might be calling us just to kind of walk through a little bit uh, pathways. One might be somebody coming through discovery day, committing to a vision with us and say, okay, you know, help us execute on that strategy. Uh, and then some might be uh, coming in directly from us because they have, they're already at five locations or 15 locations. Uh, and then from there, they're looking to uh, you know scale and grow. So initially, when somebody engages us, the first probably 90 days for us is a lot of uh, operational financial data collection. We really want to understand what's been happening in the business. We look at legal structures to see if they have a regulatory compliant DSO. Do they need a regulatory compliant DSO? Uh, so not every business needs it. And I think uh, 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 you know, more often than not, people look at it and say, well, I'm at five locations. Should I have a DSO? Maybe, maybe not. But we really ask the question, you know, what are you looking to do with it? So for the first three months data collection, identifying what their vision looks like, what structure or financial reporting changes we want to start be thinking about, legal structure changes. And then really within the organization, you know, how have they been running the organization? That's the first three-month process, understanding and doing a SWOT analysis, you know, with them. Um, and then the first, the next six to nine months is really if they need a legal structure, making sure we have a good legal structure in place, working with the councils we work with, 
Uh, financial reporting wise, do they have good financial reporting? Doesn't have to be DSO structured financial reporting, just you know, clean financial reporting. And you know, one of the key things I would tell the audience members to think about is, you know, as you get your uh, financial statements from your CPA, you know, uh, one, you know, when do you get it? Is there a fixed date you get it? And that date should be between the 10th and the 15th of the month, ideally earlier towards the 10th. And then the more important aspect beyond just a deliverable date is, can you run your organization off a of PL? Right? Can you understand what is happening within your business um, based on a PL and what changes you need to make? Um, that, that's another aspect of it. And then more importantly, one of the goals of our strategic consulting over an 18 month program is allow a principal to be able to forecast their business. An example I use uh, very often with our clients is when you look at publicly traded companies, typically after a quarter end, um, you know, the CEO, COO, president of the public uh, uh, Fortune 500 company, is gonna make an announcement, okay, here's how we did for the company for the last quarter, here's our revenue, and here's our earnings for the previous quarter. And by the way, here's the decisions we have coming up next quarter, and here's how we think our next quarter is going to look like. And then about 90 days into it, you know, when the next earnings comes out, you know, how, how did the company perform? You know, did they were they on target, above target, they miss target? Why? And you know, those are the things we're working on with our principals is allowing our clients to forecast their business. Uh, every business has a cycle. You know, can they forecast it? And how how cool would it be? to be able to know, hey, in Q4, we do this, and typically we do this, and here's where our revenue is going to be, and have a, you know, a 3 to 5% variance in your outcome going into the quarter. I mean, for a privately held business, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and those are the kind of things we're working on, typically the next nine months within the, with, with the operator. And then concurrently, we're big on concurrent. Um, you know, we're working on their growth strategies, that a de novo pl- a strategy, acquisition strategy, how are they doing site selection, what are they thinking about as far as an integration team? What does their um, you know, plan look like you know, beyond our engagement of 12 to 18 months? And the last six months of our engagement, again, assuming it's around an 18-month engagement, is really refining the processes uh, that we've been working on the first you know, 12 months to make sure that we're able to wash, rinse, repeat. And uh, you know, ideally, at the end of 18 months, you know, we've kind of you know, done our job and you know, uh, the, the client is, you know, looking to grow by themselves. And many, more often than not, clients will do that and engage with us for 18 months, go out on their own, you know, start building their business on their own, see some good success, you know, and re-engage us two to three years down the road for a six-month or 12-month, again, you know, adjustment, you know, in their business to make sure they're still on track and then kind of recycle that process every two to five years. And some might come to us for a sell-side advisory after they kind of achieve their goals. So, and the great thing is, and if we do a sell side advisory process two years, five years, 15 years down the road, you know, we've helped, you know, work with the principal, uh, build their business. So we're going to understand their deck, understand the practices they've done, how they made those decisions. And we're going to have an intimate knowledge on uh, uh, execution, success, the ability to replicate and, and have a more intimate understanding of, of the team also that they've been able to build over time. So I think that's very impactful not just on the consulting side, but eventually uh, on an exit strategy, you know, at an undefined period. Yeah, you brought up a, a, a good point um, uh, in your dialogue there about, you know, the life cycle of, of working with a prospective client. And it's, you know, we, we say it's 12 to 18 months. Um, it doesn't have a, 
a hard stop by any stretch, but that's a typical life cycle for us. And I think the other thing that I find when I'm uh, working with clients, and, and I even say this when I'm uh, on the phone with prospective clients, is that we're not a forever consulting company. And I, I think that's another thing that is maybe a little bit of a, I don't know, a hangover, for lack of a better term, uh, in having worked with prior uh, consultants, is that, that the client uh, engages the consultant for something and stays engaged to them for five years or something. And that's not really our approach. Uh, and frankly, it makes me question if the consultant's actually um, you know, teaching the client what to do and instructing them, and if the client is gaining any confidence to actually do it without them. Um, our approach is not to be engaged with a client forever. Um, we're brought in to help uh, improve something, build something, execute something, uh, potentially exit something. Uh, and I, I think along the way, we fully expect to convey our knowledge uh, into the client we work with, create, have them create confidence in themselves that they don't need us at some point. And that's a, a significant difference in working with us versus working with a lot of other groups, I think. We don't, we don't approach this as a gravy train at all. And you know, the other thing when, when I'm talking with prospective clients on the phone uh, and telling them who we are and what we do and trying to learn a little bit about their business you know, at the end of the day, working with a company like us and a group like us, you know, we accelerate their learning curve. I like to say that trial and error is not the best methodology to build a business. You know, you may reach some level of success at some point in the future on your own, but if working with a group like Polaris um, or you or me or Aiden or, or any of our advisors gets the client to that end game twice as fast, then it's probably money well spent. So we we typically minimize the risk and the aspect of stepping on a landmine or making a, a colossal mistake along the way and really help to accelerate that person's learning curve so they gain more confidence in, in owning and operating and leading their business. And I, I think that uh, um, that's something that if we do our job and, and do it correctly, the ROI on, on working with a group such as ours um, uh, is, is pretty substantial, even given the price point uh, that we occupy in the marketplace, and, and it would be toward the top tier, I would assume. So um, yeah, I, I think that gives a, a really good broad brush overview on, on a question we get, quite frankly, very often, which is what is strategic consulting? Walker, any concluding thoughts you got before we wrap up the show today? Uh, yes, I, mean, I think uh, as people are, you know, uh, uh, listening to our podcast and other podcasts and going to different seminars that are out there, uh, and we're going to have a seminar series coming up in 2022 that's going to focus on M&A, de novo planning, um, doctor recruitment, uh, just, you know, building a DSO. This is going to be the seminar series we're launching in 2022. Uh, just as you're, as you're going to any of these events, just ask the question, you know, where are you today? You know, and that could be, and the questions underlying that could be, you know, revenue-wise, practice-wise, you know, what type of business are you today? What's the lifestyle you're looking for? And then in three, five, or 10 years, if you were to look back at your journey, what do you want it to be? Um, and whatever that is, it's, it's the, the, that's the answer you're working towards. And, and I think um, you know, it's not just building a business that, you know, might be worth three to five X more. It could be a business, even if you're two locations or five locations, 
it could be a bit, you might be three to five days clinical in your five location group. You know, how do you have that three to five location group and are not clinical, you know, really have more of a passive income stream in that business. Yes, you're working in the business, but you know, that business give you a distribution that is, that is allowing you to do the things you want to do outside your business. Um, and those are quite questions that I would a- ask yourselves, um, ask the peers that are with you at the events. Um, uh, and then more importantly, ask yourself, you know, what are you today? And what do you want to be in, in 10 years? And what would, a, what, what would that journey look like? That would say that was a pretty cool journey for us. And you know, I've achieved success. And success is not just a economic and monetary success. It's just more of a broader happiness, self-fulfillment, family fulfillment, all the things that kind of go check, check, check. So really good information um, and a really, really fun uh, discussion today. I know you and I and, and Aiden Bradley, our executive coach, uh, uh, all enjoy working with clients immensely. It's such a fulfilling and um, mutually beneficial and, and very rewarding uh, experience to help uh, somebody build something that that they are not sure they could build on their own. And to help them get there um, is a great you know, kind of growth journey to be part of. And, and really, we're honored and privileged to, to occupy that seat um, and, and thrilled about the opportunities for group practices um, in the emerging space going forward. So looking forward to 2022 uh, and many years to come. DeWalker, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So if anybody's got questions um, uh, about strategic consulting or otherwise, feel free to drop me a line directly uh, at Perrin at PolarisHealthcarePartners.com. Stick around. We'll be right back with some additional thoughts and to wrap up the show. Well, that was a lot of fun, and I hope you found it uh, somewhat educational, um, at least from a clarification standpoint. I really appreciate DeWalker joining me on the show today to talk about what we do and who we are as it relates to our strategic consulting uh, service offering and the process, how we work with clients. Um, I wanted Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to maybe refresh a press release that uh, went out. I'm not sure when this show is going to air, te- technically. But I think by now you will have seen a press release about uh, some educational offerings that we are going to be um, working on for 2022. A number of you have reached out and and basically asked, how can can I attend one of your seminars? Are you going to be at this conference? Are you going to be speaking anywhere in 2022? All that kind of jazz. And and I've asked everybody to kind of wait patiently for the response to that. And here is the response. We are really, really excited about what we're building from an educational content offering uh, and how we're going to um, roll out um, a multifaceted approach for 2022. And it's going to come in a couple of different shapes and sizes. Um, and there'll be more detail about all of this coming out. The big picture to what we're going to do next year, though, uh, is probably host two large format events. These will be pinnacle events. They'll be 100-person format, broad survey of our content, maybe with some trusted third-party advisors to share some of their expertise um, around whatever subject matter that may be. 
um, probably uh, hosted in a, um, a city that is convenient to get to from an airport access with a nice hotel and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it'll be a, a larger format type of an event. And we're going to do one in the spring and one in the fall. In addition to that, we're going to be hosting something that we call um, a Polaris experience. And a Polaris experience, we're going to do one in the fall uh, and one in the spring, uh, is going to be more of uh, a little bit smaller format, probably say 20 to 30 people. Uh, and it's going to be our content uh, coupled with some type of a, a fun experience for the people who want to attend, something that might be outside of the norm, uh, something that might be a little bit different, but uh, you get um, the flavor of our content and our teaching uh, education uh, opportunity, as well as whatever that experience is. And again, we're going to try to make it as convenient as we possibly can uh, for you to attend, but it won't be a hundred people under a big top tent the way the uh, larger format will be. It'll probably, due to the nature of the experiences we're looking at, probably be somewhere between about 20 and 30 people. But again, a nice survey of our content for sure. In addition to that, we're going to be rolling out something called master classes. And master classes are frankly, pretty intense two-day deep dives into some specific subject matter. Um, the first one we're going to be hosting, I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, is the mergers, acquisitions, and affiliations concept um, that we built and tested over the last month. It was incredibly well received. We're super excited about it. And that content on mergers, acquisitions, and affiliations will be a two-day course taught in Charlotte on January 13th and 14th, and registration will be opening up soon. If you're interested in attending that, feel free to shoot me an email, and I'll give you some more of the specifics, even if we haven't posted it on the web and everything yet. So the mergers, acquisitions, and affiliations will be the first masterclass in a series of masterclasses. And I'll wait to tell you about more of the uh, details around subsequent masterclasses. But the thought there is that we're going to rotate those classes on about a quarterly basis um, that will be much more uh, intense, uh, much more focused content in a much, much smaller format, probably limited to about 10 people per class to make it truly impactful. Uh, so we're excited about those. Those will be taught here in Charlotte. And like I say, we'll, we'll do a, a one a month and, and the subject matter will rotate on about a quarterly basis. So uh, stay tuned for more details and, and subject matter that'll, uh, that'll be forthcoming. But the first one will be mergers, acquisitions, and affiliations on January 13th and 14th, which is a Thursday and a Friday. And it'll be taught here in Charlotte. And then of course, we're, we have our one-on-one -on -one sessions, which we're calling personal training. It's every bit as intensive as working with a personal trainer in a, in a gym. Uh, and it's a one-on-one -on -one day uh, taught by one of our advisors about a subject matter. Could be Discovery Day, which is a broad survey of, of the fundamentals around group practices. Could be strategic planning for you and your leadership team on the objectives you're trying to create for the next one, three, and five years and how to knock the rocks down on a quarterly basis. Um, could be exit strategy planning, but all of those are one-on-one -on -one taught with a client um, and they're really um, uh, semi-customized or tailored to the needs of the client. 
uh, and they're scheduled um, uh, at any point in time here in our, our Charlotte office where we work with the clients one-on-one. So it's really kind of a, a, a semi-tailored approach to what the needs of the client are around that subject matter. Is it a broad brush? You're thinking about starting a group. Uh, well, Discovery Day would be the, the right um, uh, application to solve for the unknowns and to, to get some questions answered that you have and probably answer some questions you haven't thought of yet. On the other hand, if you have an established group and you're looking to really take the next step and you need to work with somebody to really fine tune your approach for the coming year, strategic planning session is uh, is completely appropriate for that. And then if you're thinking about exiting the business or having a capital event, anytime in probably the next 12 to 24 months, that exit strategy planning session could be truly impactful for you in terms of getting your ducks in a row and understanding the process in terms of going to market. So um, hopefully those four components, the, um, uh, the large format, 100-person um, pinnacle type of an event, uh, the uh, Polaris Experience event, the Masterclass series, and the one-on-one personal trainings uh, will give you a better um, holistic view of uh, who we are, what we want to roll out in the marketplace, and the way they all fit together. And like I say, there'll be more information forthcoming about all of this, but these are questions that I've gotten a lot recently as we think into 2022, and as a lot of you are starting to build um, uh, your schedule for the coming year in terms of some of the uh, conferences that you're looking to attend. So it goes without saying that we hope you'll attend uh, a Polaris educational content offering. We'd love to have you join us. Like I said, there'll be much more information forthcoming around that. So fun show today. Um, Really uh, appreciate all of you uh, being in the audience and the, the support that you've shown us in our first year launching Polaris, it's been an unbelievable ride. And, and like I mentioned on a prior show, um, we've really out out kicked the coverage. <laughs> we've we've uh, we've outdistanced what our expectations were for even the first uh, nine months in business as we come to a close of uh, 2021. If you do have questions or comments, uh, feel free to drop me an email directly at parent at polarishealthcarepartners.com and I'll try to answer them uh, or even read them on the air. Uh, If you do love the content you're hearing, uh, I encourage you to please leave us a rating, uh, be it Apple's iTunes, um, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, wherever else you get your podcasts. We truly appreciate the, um, the glowing reviews that all of you guys and gals leave for us. And we look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you being a listener and a subscriber on an upcoming episode. Take care. We'll see you on the next one.